I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest, Michelle Hoffman. So I'm going to read her bio really quickly. What would you do for love? Michelle Hoffman is a creator of the art of relationshiping. Her proven strategies help individuals attract high-quality partners to enjoy long-lasting love. She's the author of two international bestsellers, Live Worth Living, New Management Blueprint, and coming soon is Find Love Now. All the right personal, professional, and intimate relationship resources to understand how relationships can be improved from chemistry to casual to committed. Michelle holds business economics degrees in executive level professional relationship experience, as well as a certified behavior change specialist and medical exercise specialist, which she uses to help individuals create magnetic connections, improving personal and professional success through the art of relationshipping.com. After being widowed, becoming head of household, sole parent, and single to successful entrepreneur, happy family, and in love again. Michelle uses her experience to help others go from lonely to love. Love it, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us a little bit about what you do. What's your business about? How do you help your clients? Well, I will tell you, and it's been such an interesting and unusual journey to arrive here. I teach the art of relationshiping. I help people go from lonely, pain island, feeling alone, feeling anxiety, feeling like they're not part of something, and wondering why, why? How can I be like the people who are holding hands, walking on the beach? How come those people can enjoy each other laughing while they're sharing dinner together? And why can't I find that for myself if I'm running into repeated negative relationship problems and I just kind of give up on the whole thing? Those are the people who I can help bridge over to what I call Pleasure Island. And here, this is where people know they can trust themselves in intimate relationships. They can navigate obstacles that show up in relationships. They know how to advocate for themselves. They know they are enough. They know they are lovable. So I help people go from pain island to pleasure island. And it's so much fun along the way. Oh, I love that. So tell me. You know, this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a story of your childhood that kind of relates to what you do today. Oh my God, there's so many great ones. I will tell you one that surprised me. I have a client and we've known each other since we were nine years old. And what this client says is, you've been doing this your whole life. 
And it made me think, I really have. I've either been engaged in participating in relationships, my relationship with myself, my inner voice, the relationship with my body, the relationship with school, the relationship with my family, my community, my career. It's all about relationshiping. And what was interesting to me when I was young was that my friend's parents would ask me my thoughts, ideas, and opinions. And I remember thinking, well, I'm only nine, but if you really want my thoughts on what's happening here in this relationship, I will share them with you. And then another one that really segues into where I am today. When you were a kid, did you have the birthday routine of your family putting a candle on your cake and they would sing you a song and you'd make a wish and you blow out the candle? Yes. Do you remember any of the things that you ever wished for? No. None? Okay. Well, I have heard things like a bike, a pony, all the chocolate in the world to become a crime scene investigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> and mine has always been the same. To be in a loving, healthy relationship and to build a home, a family, and a life together. It's all I ever wanted. And eventually, it did happen. Wow, that's beautiful. I love how you said that. Now, as you know, I asked you to do a quiz before you came on the show, and you came out to be a magician, okay? So I'm going to read it to you because I want you to tell me here live if you feel like it's true to who you are. So a magician sees the world as a system and is attracted to things that help them change, transform, and heal. The motivation is change. The need is to transform. The fear is being undervalued. And the behaviors are inquires about the world around them, sees the world as systems, and achieves unbelievable feats. Wow. I love it. I absolutely align with the magician. <laughs> yes. You probably create magic literally and figuratively. Yeah. I love that. All right, so I can substantiate that. That description talks a lot about systems. I would say I'm very much equal parts my father who was logic and my mother who was emotion. So within myself, I'm always balancing the sensibility and the process and the organization and the project manage of something, which I'm then tempering against what are the impact? What are the consequences? How will that fall? What will be the result of that? I literally spend my entire life, every moment, every decision, navigating what has brought us to this situation. What's the meaning behind the message? What is the reason for the behavior? And what are the options that we could play out? So I'm definitely a systems person. <laughs> and in fact, to continue on with the story I was sharing with you, I did find my perfect partner and we built a home together. We built a life together. We welcomed children into the world and it was perfect. It was everything I'd ever dreamed of. It was romantic. We relied on each other. There was teamwork. We maintained our own identity and together we were something more. It was really, it was perfect until he died. And that was, that put me into a tailspin where I just felt like my future had been scorched. I didn't know what to do. 
So as I'm sharing this with you, you'll realize about systems because the way that I handled this was first I needed to address grief and figure out how to deal with grief. Grief is complicated and it's ambiguous and it roams the house and smothers the children at night. It blurs your vision when you're trying to get something done and it will slam your head against the wall and any grief or trauma or huge life change drops you to the kitchen floor, puts its foot on your neck and prevents you from seeing or breathing. And you're like, what happened in my future? And I knew I needed to do something because that's not how I wanted to live. So I invited grief in to have a seat at the table and a cup of tea. And I needed to figure out what did grief hold that I could treasure and honor rather than grief having a hold on me. So this was my first system that I put in place, not only to help myself move through grief, but actually have grief help move me forward. And I put together a whole process to rebuild life after an incredible life change, trauma, loss. I put myself through it. I put the kids through it. And then what happened was friends and family members of mine needed that too, because they then had these huge life experiences. And I realized that I could go back to work after this, but I had to write this book. I had to write the guide I did not have so that other people would have the guide. And that's the Life Worth Living book that I wrote, which became an international bestseller. And people started to come to me from all over the world, asking for my insight, wisdom, and guidance to help them through it. So that's where my journey took me to that point. And then also, as you recall, everything is about emotions. And I believe in that definition, there was change, transformation. And of course, this is all about resilience. And you can either let all of this happen to you and become the victim, or you can become the hero of your own story. And obviously, that's where I went. And then I could be the guide for others so that they could go from victim to hero of their own stories. So with that, as you'll note, I was also single and it was fine for a while, but I really, in my heart of hearts, knew that I was missing something. And because I know what true love is, I know what it feels like and I know what I was missing. And I also knew that my children really do deserve to have that role model in their life, not only with me being in a healthy relationship, but also someone who they can go to. So when the pain of the problem was greater than the action required to resolve it, that's when I took action. And I tried several things. I tried hiring a matchmaker and I figured, well, the matchmaker can just take care of my heart so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right? That sounds great. Right. <laughs> Just deliver Mr. Right to my door. I will answer, even if I'm not relationship ready and prepared to have that relationship. But you, everyone thinks they are and they want to be. But I was ready to make space on my couch to have someone watch movies with me. I was ready to share the dinner table with someone. I was ready. And I thought, okay. Well, I learned a bunch from the matchmaker. Ironically, what the matchmaker told me was that I'm really good at this and I should write a book on it. (laughs) Oh my God. 
we thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz, and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. So what I learned from the matchmaker was super bountiful. However, the matchmaker could only connect me with people who had hired that matchmaking company right? and they were all over. So not geographically desirable, but I was willing to overlook that. And what I learned was you can have someone put in front of you and then you're looking for the, why do we connect? Why are we a match? And that might work. But when you go out and find this person for yourself, you've answered those questions of we are a match because, and you allow the chemistry and the law of attraction to bring you closer. So I continued forward and I took the leap. I was scared for my life to go online. I really had heard such terrible nightmare stories and thought, I cannot risk this. My family cannot risk this. But I wasn't finding anyone within my network and I needed to go outside of that. And the beauty of online dating now looking back, I see it a lot like junior high. It's the most uncomfortable time of life. Our hormones are everywhere. One arm is growing faster than another. And really what's gorgeous about junior high and that whole developmental stage of life is that you can try new things and make mistakes and hopefully learn from them. Well, that's what's happening in online dating. And diving into the dating pool, it's really about, do you know you're relationship ready? And you can you identify others who are relationship ready? And can you also steer clear of someone who might drag you down with them? Yeah. So that you can find the right partner for you. All right, so here I am, I'm online dating. And what's really, I mean, there's so many amazing things about online dating. One, as long as you're representing yourself accurately, you'll have a better opportunity to invite someone in who's authentically attracted to you. But people fall into the mistake of putting what they think would be an attractive, shiny object, or I like this, or here's me when I was like, photoshopped and gorgeous but when you meet me in public in real life that's not who I am right and there's this lack of integrity and dishonesty and what we really want in a relationship is to be able to trust someone so what I learned was very quickly to see who was presenting themselves accurately and I was presenting myself accurately The other thing is just like any other community that you walk into, you got to realize that there's people there who may not have good intentions, who may be, you know, just like walking into a big city. You're not obligated to connect with every single person you run into. 
you're going to find your person. So don't get distracted by the wrong people and don't even let them take any of your energy away from you. So I did, I learned so much. And even when people were not a match, but they were fascinating and interesting, I found it a way to connect that I didn't have before. You know, it's so funny you say that because I met my husband online and it was the first person I met online. People said I actually manifested him. But you're right. There was a point, though, through my search was that I was like, I should quit this. This is ridiculous. I don't even know why I'm doing this. And then I decided to do it as research. There you go. Right. Let me see what people are saying. So I changed my mindset and found the right person was the first person I met. You know, I married him. Right. And it was the first time I ever went online. And I know I heard all the horrible stories and all those things. But you're right. When you put out the right energy, you attract Mm -hmm. the right individual. I mean, I teach that in my branding stuff, too. And if I asked you, like, there's five words here that are part of the magician. I want you to tell me the definition for you in each one of these and how they relate to kind of what you just talked about. So what's adaptive to you? Adaptive is such a good word. Adaptive is the ability to transform to the environment around you and still maintain wholeness and be intact. Insightful. Insightful is being able to look at the big picture as well as pay attention to the details and see what has brought that situation or that to being as it is and what might happen next. Persuasive. This is the funnest game ever. (laughs) Persuasive. Persuasive is a diplomatic way to engage someone and invite them in to share an opinion or a thought or an idea. Love it. Dynamic. Dynamic would be the opposite of static. And it would be energy at a higher frequency where things are brighter, more colorful, the music is more resounding, um, where all of your senses are more fulfilled. Love it. Magnetic. Magnetic is the law of attraction, in my mind, where it could be at any level. Two cells, two entities, two beings are being drawn together for a known or unknown reason. Oh, I love that. So if I asked you, what is your personal brand, Michelle? Like, what is your personal brand? What is it all about? Tell me. My personal brand is all about integrity, authenticity, communication, and love. Certainly the words that you brought in, dynamic. I invite people in to a safe place where they can be vulnerable and share their open hearts and be more of who they truly are. I love that. I could play this game all day. <laughs> I know. You're a magician, right? So you, you know how to do this. So if I asked you, what is your greatest fear now, today? What would you say it was? So what I've learned through my life experience, and I hear my late husband's voice in my head, fear does not serve. Like if I was feeling fearful, I would invite that fear in and use what I call an emotional GPS mm-hmm. and allow fear to inform me as to what is going on and what is the message that fear is bringing to me. For example, fear is really important. So I say fear does not serve, but in fact, 
through life experience, if you're walking next to a cliff, you want to fear to tell you don't slip off the cliff. However, it doesn't serve in a way that it wouldn't tell me to not go for the hike, even though there was a cliff. Right. I would just be safe. I know that, you know, when we go through grief, everybody has a different experience of grief. And I know you you understand that really well. So if I asked you to tell me about a mentor, a guide, or somebody you had to tell me a story about them, tell me just how that helped you. Because we all need guides, right? In this world or mentors or whatever you want to call it. It's so funny. What like What's the first thing that comes to mind? This is not going to be self-flattering. And I'm going to share it with you anyway. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> My late husband was an incredible mentor. As partners, we specialized and we also unified and we were very much there for one another. We had each other's back. I do know what true love feels like. And this is one of the moments that he was amazing. It was the middle of the night and we were both asleep. And I woke up from a dream and evidently I did not like that dream. And I got upset and I started yelling at him. <laughs> so as I told you, I'm not going to be so flattering. So he's waking up from a peaceful slumber to going like, what's going on, honey? And I can yell, breathing out and breathing in, ask my kids. I mean, it will not stop. And he's like, wow, what else? And I'm like, he's going to give me an opportunity to just go for this. <laughs> and so I did. And I, wah, wah, wah. and he's like, well, what else? What else? What else? What else? Is there anything else? That's beautiful. And I literally kept going until I was splayed out and there was nothing else. And then he asked me, have we resolved all of these issues to completion? <laughs> okay, let's resolve that. Now, have we resolved all of this? Is there anything out there? No, you never need to bring this up again. You're safe. All of that is taken care of. Yes. Good night, honey. <laughs> we went back to sleep. Oh, wow. What a great mentor. <laughs> and we learned and shared so many things together because we were learning about each other. He was all logic minded. And when things were, when he couldn't understand the words that were coming out of my mouth because they were emotion based, as I said, logic and emotion from me, I'd say, look, I'm going out with my friends tonight. You can either come or you don't need to be there on the obligation Richter scale. It's a five. We don't care. If it's a seven, we'd love to have you, but it's okay if you don't come. And to my parents' anniversary party, it's a nine ten on the obligation Richter scale. It's important that you show up. Yeah. So we developed together all these systems, as you were saying, of how we can communicate in a way that shows intention that we really do want to understand and support one another. So really wonderful mentor. Tell me one or two lessons learned over your lifetime on this. All relationships follow the same cycle from chemistry to casual to committed. Personal relationships, professional relationships. In the chemistry phase, it's that endorphin rush, the oxytocin, serotonin that 
you know, it's the law of attraction that brings you together. It's so exciting. And it literally changes the chemistry of your body. In the casual phase of any relationship, this is when we can enjoy being able to anticipate what it's going to be like to be with this person. And we can like look forward to time shared together. It's like going to the same restaurant and getting your favorite dish, like listening to your favorite song. Being able to anticipate what's going to happen is very comforting for us. In the casual phase of a relationship, there's another thing that happens. At this point, is when we also get an idea of what could be a red flag deal breaker and we have to disengage from the relationship, a yellow flag indicator that we may need to clear something and ask some questions to get clarity on it, or if it's a green light, then we go into the committed phase. This is when both parties in the relationship agree at, to where they're at and that pushes you and propels you forward into a chemistry mode again, which is also very exciting to know that you've connected and up-leveled that relationship. So I'd say that's the biggest. I'll really quickly to add to that, the way to up-level a relationship is through the triad of communication, trust, and respect. Mm. When, and then my second one would be when you're looking to invite a new relationship into your life, People mistakenly choose lower priority level items to connect on. Well, geographically desirable, they're close, we share a class, he's tall, she's popular, whatever it is. Those are super valuable, but they're not the highest priorities. So first level of priority would be to identify the pillars that are really important to you in your life. And one of the ways to do that is to take a look at the light, what I call the lifeline of your relationship arc. Where are you at in life? And it's not necessarily a chronological age, but are you looking to invite this new relationship in because you want to have fun? Do you want to have shared life experience? Do you want to build your career in life, a home, a family? Do you want to, maybe you've done that already and you're really looking for a partner to have by your side and to have your back or to look out for you and that you want to just share life experiences with a companion or maybe it's that you just don't want to die alone. So first, where are you at and what do you want for the rest of your life? And to be able to invite someone in who's at the intersection that's similar to your own. Next level of priority is really all about your core values. And I believe that we make decisions based on our top core values. So I share core values with people and you had brought some of those in already in this story. And what are your top five core values? And know that about yourself so that when you're making decisions, you can temper them, ensuring that you are in line with your core value system. I love it. Then if you identify the core values that are complementary, they don't have to be the same, of the person or the situation in the relationship you'd like to invite into your life. I think those are some of my big wins that I help people with. Oh, I love it. So tell me, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? The future. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm so happy helping people find love. 
I could see doing this ad infinitum. Oh, I love it. The majority of my client base is referrals, which is enough. What's happening is the word is getting out. So I I would imagine in 10 years, I will need to find a way to continue to help more people and support my family doing it. And I want to put like a heart or something for every, you know, true love found somewhere because I'm shooting for a hundred this year and I'm already way on track. Oh, I love it. I love what you're doing. I interviewed um somebody about love and love expert, but it was very different. And I love how everybody has their own unique DNA to transmit what they do. And that's how they, they differentiate their themselves. Now tell us, Michelle, where can people find you? Where are you at? What socials are you in? I'm at theartofrelationshipping.com. Theartofrelationshipping.com. You can go there. There's free resources on that site. You can even schedule a relationship strategy call with me. Super easy. Make it convenient for you. Figure out what your relationship challenges and your relationship dreams come true could be. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I've always got some incredible workshops going on. I'm I'm consistently speaking in different organizations. Once you found me, there's plenty going on. Oh, I love it. You have those on the notes, but just in case you want to hear those, that's where she's at. Theartofrelationshipping.com. I love that. So Michelle, I so thank you for being on the Brand Therapist Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to see what you'll be doing in a few years from now. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.